listening to the First Community Podcast, where we talk about life and faith with our First Baptist family. I'm April Adams. And I'm Caroline Roberts. And today, Caroline, we're really excited to have Rachel Church with us. Yeah, look at your paper so you don't forget her name. Yeah. <laughs> She's sitting right in front of I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've come close to doing that before. Um, but Rachel owns her own jewelry business. And she's a super mom to four mm-hmm. awesome kids. Yes. They're really fun if you've gotten to hang around them. And is well known for loving the least of these. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that we really know about you, Rachel. And so we're just excited to have you here. And to hear your story. Well, thanks for being with us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rachel, when, like, I just want to jump into your work in the community because that is one thing that... Um, anybody who's on Facebook sees that you mobilize very well. And so how how did you get to that place where you just, uh, or where you love your community so well? Um, well, I think it's just following the Lord's leading on a daily basis and being available, um, having your eyes open to look around and um willing to accept interruptions in your daily life so that's kind of how things just began or i guess and i'm sure it hasn't always been easy or the awareness hasn't always been like where it is now so do you have any memories or you know stories maybe when when you first started really starting to sense god's leading um, of ways that you've gotten to serve people in your life that kind of started where you are like led to where you are now Well, I think the older I've gotten in life, the more I just have started to understand who God's made me to be. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I feel like I probably am, have the gift of mercy, compassion. And so I really easily put myself in someone else's shoes. And then I want to know how would I want to be treated or how could I be helped, which is probably a good and a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really have no idea. Like, I don't know of a certain point in my life. I've just, you know, I feel like if I am... If the Lord tells me to give someone money or I'm crazy enough, I have actually put some people in my car before, whatever it is, if the Lord, if I feel like he is telling me to do it, then I feel like I need to do it. And there are times when I feel like he's done it, he's called me to do it, and I have disobeyed or walked away, mm-hmm. and then I live with that regret of I should have helped that person or that person's gone now or whatever. But um, one of the biggest things for me is just a story that God wrote in my life with loving on this low-income family behind where basically where we live it's Mm -hmm. just a huge um mobile home community um all very low income hispanic families just precious people and um i bought a house over there in like 2003 and they were literally in my backyard Mm -hmm. and i used to drive through there and i'd always have this dream of doing like some kind of vbs there and um never happened but thought about it moved away um for a while and still thought about that community and then just kind of a crazy thing, God brought us to the house that we're in now, which is like on the other side of that, like brought us basically right back to the community. <laughs> and then cool. through just little circumstances, one was just having a garage sale. One of the ladies came with her young daughter and she wanted to buy something for her mom for Mother's Day. And we just kind of connected. And that is kind of how I got to meet a lot of the other families. That's really cool. How, you know, that, that happened like 15, more than 15 years ago, but now he's put you right back where you 
first. Yeah, it was probably like it was probably a good. That's amazing. You know, seed planted in my heart yeah. ten years before I got to see the fruit of it. That's so cool. it's really kind of mm-hmm. crazy and can yeah. be a little emotional to think about it. Right. Like, wow, God, you 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 know, mm-hmm. so. And I think you touched on mercy and compassion. And I think a lot of people, and this personally in my life has been a part of my story, is the difference between the two, how one is like how the spirit actually moves you, but then the mercy is the action. So like a lot of people, um, you know, want the gift of compassion or feel like they're, they struggle with feeling compassion for people. But really the fruit of that is the mercy we get to show. Um, can you speak at all to how the Lord has worked in your life to grow your sense of compassion and your, you know, the, the courage to show mercy and the boldness to show mercy? Um, I don't know. I just, whenever I see a need, I just, I just remember that, like, I can't hold on to what I have tightly in my life. And every time, even if I've, I mean, there's times when I haven't had the money, but I've mm. still somehow gone and grabbed a pizza for a family or whatever. And the Lord has always provided for us. Mm. Um, so just, I guess that's the boldness is just being willing to act on it. And, um, but when you do act on it, like the blessings are just insane. Like just recently, I just grabbed some little Caesars pizzas for my family. And I decided to grab one more for a lady in the trailer park who um, babysits kids during the day. And I dropped it off and... I didn't even know how many kids she had, but like four or five of them came out. And they were all waving to me by, and they were all saying, thank you for the pizza, Miss Rachel, and just so excited. And I thought, yeah. my kids aren't that excited about pizza, you know, <laughs> and this was like, this changed their day, mm-hmm. and that was $5, wow. you know. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I think sometimes we make this whole giving or serving thing, like, mm-hmm. harder than it has to be. Mm-hmm. But something I've learned along the way that's been the challenge for me is that it is much easier to give resources than it is to give time and friendship. And a lot of these people want your time and your friendship. And Mm -hmm. so that's the part where I'm like, you really need to sit and talk and love Mm -hmm. and, you know, get to know them on that spiritual level. And that's, that is a big sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because (laughs) it's an investment Uh and something because yeah it's easy like we're going on a bunch of mission trips too Mm -hmm. and the thing that's been in the back of my head is to make sure that even when I go that it's not just to go dump in the resources and then come back and nothing's changed that it's a complete lifestyle Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so um yeah I'm glad you you said that because it is and people know if you genuinely care yeah they can tell if if you're there just to like do something for the sake of you know well I have the ability to buy you a pizza so I'm just going to do that versus Mm -hmm. I'm buying you this pizza I'm for whatever reason maybe I don't even know why I'm buying you this pizza but I'm gonna you know continue and consistently provide when I feel like the Lord is leading and and staying consistent with that and not just doing it once and feeling all right Lord I've done my good deed for the day (laughs) like no it's it's this posture of being sensitive to where the Spirit's leading so that as you do one thing, maybe he'll open up a door to do something more and trusting him to take mm-hmm. that step. Yeah, and I think that's why sometimes we're so hesitant <laughs> to serve in our community because they're always with us. Right, yeah. It's and, not like a one and done. <laughs> right, know. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see their faces again. Mm-hmm. And so in talking about that, have you found have you have you found it difficult the closer you are to people, the harder it is to serve? Like, what about family? Mm. Because I know sometimes 
family can be the hardest to love. Because they're always there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure I'm not completely asking, answering your question, but um, I, one of the things that I thought about was just, you know, as a mom of little ones, you sometimes feel like, I know that your most important job is your family, but you also mm-hmm. feel like, I can't go away on a mission trip right now. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I really felt like, you know, the Lord always, we always say like your mission field is right around you. Mm-hmm. If that's true, then what are we doing right around us? And I thought, man, you know, these people are right in my backyard. So what a blessing that they can be right there. And mm-hmm. my kids go to school with these children. They ride the bus with these children. They help serve these children. They're friends with these children. Um, so that's just really neat because they're watching what we do right. are doing and right. they want to participate. And it's just a, a lifestyle for them, too. And um, it also, I mean, you know, it's funny because this neighborhood can be scary to people. Um, it's, um, you know, it's unfamiliar. It's, you know, a lot of poverty. And, um, you know, it's funny because the Lord has just brought me so many relationships that sometimes I'm thinking, goodness, I probably should be a little bit more, you know, safe, but mm-hmm. I feel comfortable like they're family to me, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it is a mission field right there. And um, so, you know, having my family be a part of that is important and watching them, you know, they're just funny. Like we just passed a guy on the street mm-hmm. the other day who had a sign that said he was homeless and they're like, mommy, give him money. <laughs> and, um, but I love that because they're like, if they I'm not thinking about it, or they're like saying, please, mm-hmm. you know, help somebody, you know, so. And involving cool. your kids, I'm sure like bears witness to other families that may, you know, want to do something, but struggle with that worldly fear of, you know, the, the unknown is this safe. Um, and, and I think, yeah, that your testimony and, and what you do bears witness to that, um, to, to people in this church mm-hmm. and to people in the community as well. Well, and I've seen that children have the ability sometimes to reach out in ways that we can't mm-hmm. and and let the the connecting points that they have and the, the way that they can make people drop their guards. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've become more aware of that since we've been working with a, a refugee family yeah, too. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, who can I get to hang out with this kid to start building those relationships? Because he enjoys hanging out with adults, but it's also like, because <laughs> we're his big kid friends. Right. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but and so, do you do you find that your kids very easily buy in to the whole life of service, or have there been times you've kind of had to work with them to get them um, there? I mean, for the most part, they're pretty. Like, I mean, they're selfish at home when it comes to, like, cleaning and stuff. But they're, they, um, they just, they love people, too. They're just, like, the pizza man comes to the door. I don't know why I keep talking about pizza. Maybe I'm hungry. But <laughs> the pizza man comes to the door, and, like, it's their best friend. Like, um, I don't know if that's good or bad for stranger danger. But right, they just right. love people. Like, they will meet somebody one time, and they'll bring it up, like, months later. Remember that kid? And we played that day. And mm. so they just seem to, you know, they don't have a lot of, you know, I don't know the word apprehension yeah i mean <laughs> right and i and i love that they you know go to school with these children and like you know a lot of diversity they have a lot of friends of all different ethnicity and, and they don't they're they're not they don't have a prejudice like they're just friends and they yeah. just enjoy being together and i just think that's beautiful so well rachel backing up when did when did you first come to faith in christ 
Well, my parents were believers. They mm-hmm. both became believers um, late in life, probably in their teens, early 20s. Um, and um, so they were like new Christians when they raised me. And so, I mean, there was nothing in our home, our music, our TV, nothing that would not glorify the Lord. And so I was raised in all of that. And probably young age, I remember telling my mom, that I asked Jesus into my heart, but I just didn't feel him. Like I thought I had to have a physical feeling. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because I was raised um, in a Presbyterian church that I love in um, my hometown of Aiken, but um, I had gone to a Baptist VBS and they had an altar call. And I remember standing up and walking down. I was eight and um, meeting with the counselor in the back. And it was funny because I knew all the answers. So I really felt like I was already saved, but that is the time that I remember you know, my friend's dad told my mom, and we all celebrated, and that was, like, I was eight years old and accepted Christ. I don't remember, like, the day or anything, but I just mm-hmm. remembered that yeah. moment. Right. So mm-hmm. that was my, you know, start of that. And then probably in middle school, our church didn't really have a youth pastor for a long time, but in middle school, um, we hired our first official youth pastor. His name is Kevin Thumpston. He's actually pastor at the Watershed Fellowship in Lexington here. Mm-hmm. And um, he just loved the Lord, and I wanted to be like him and his wife. And, like, the Lord really just, at a young age, grabbed my heart. Um, So it wasn't perfect and an easy journey all the way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he was, the Spirit was very present to me. And when I wasn't doing things I should be doing in high school or whatever, I had that spirit of conviction, too. So, (laughs) Yeah, we don't like that in the moment, Mm -hmm. but... (laughs) But it saves us a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it's God's mercy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't mentioned that you are indeed Pastor Wes's wife. So did you, because I mean, I, I know I've been to conferences where they've specifically done conferences for women who aren't married yet, but want to specifically be pastor's wives. Did you, <laughs> did you think of that before or were you just marrying Wes and seeing where, where that led? I just wanted to marry a man that loved Jesus, Mm -hmm. but I learned through college that just because they love Jesus doesn't mean they're meant for you. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, you know, just learning that he loved Jesus and he was just, he was the right one for me. (laughs) So, so no, not necessarily knowing that, but I mean, you know, I love Christian ministry. Like I Mm -hmm. I helped... um, in college, I was my youth intern, and so I mean, I even applied for a job to be an assistant or some sort of youth pastor right out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I did have that desire, but mm-hmm. I also had other I like things in like the Christian music world. I kind of wanted to be in marketing and like move to Nashville, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I had all kinds of thoughts. And so, no, not specifically. <laughs> and, and what is has there been a has there been a big transition mm-hmm. now? that um that he's the head pastor of such a large church or do you feel like it's just kind of flowed right one thing into another well i mean it's been a nice thing that we've Mm -hmm. been at this church for so long Mm because i can't imagine him taking a lead pastor role in a different church and me not knowing anyone that would be such a challenge Mm -hmm. that many pastors wives have and i'm thankful to already know the community um and i mean yes there's been some changes but it's been really good, and um, I think whatever, you know, self-consciousness I've had of people are watching me, they're watching my children, I feel like 
you know, we're almost a year in and I, I really feel like the past few months I've kind of been able to get over that a little bit, mm-hmm. which has been a nice thing because it was a little stressful. Yeah. <laughs> it's Naturally. still a little stressful, yeah. Yeah. honestly, but, but that's me worried about what people think and not what the mm-hmm. Lord thinks. And so God just kind of called me out on a lot of that too. And I know that you've gotten to become pretty involved, um, with our women's ministry that's starting up. So is, can you speak to anything like how that's, you know, how you've gotten to use your gifts to help that kind of manifest itself into something? Cause I know that's a, yeah, that's a newer growing. startup. It is mm-hmm. growing. Yeah. It's growing yes. We're sure. super excited about that. Um, there was a handful of ladies who, um, got together a few years ago and just started trying to, you know, grassroots effort, mm-hmm. something. Cause we just didn't really have a women's ministry. It had kind of, just kind of fallen away for a while and um trying to kind of get it up and running and then um we just had multiple conversations we had uh beth moore who had been the women's ministry pastor here for i think 20 years she reached out to me it was like we had little pockets of women praying our Mm -hmm. hearts were all kind of for the same thing and so god just kind of brought everybody together and gave us uh reen and esther who are willing to take the reins and um it's just been exciting it's you know just trying to have that community that includes all ages of women in the church and something for us to do and you know there's all the facets of it now um the discipleship the outreach Mm -hmm. the um, events and the service and the prayer and so there's a place for all the women to kind of find a a, somewhere to use their gifts Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's very exciting with everything that you're involved in and the fact that you are very much aware of the needs in your community. I mean, one thing that I've struggled with, I think I've gotten a little bit better as I've gotten older, but it's actually finding that time to refuel and spend that time with Jesus because sometimes we get so busy serving. Pour so much out. (laughs) Yeah, you pour so much out that we forget to pour in. So how do you find time to do that? Well, that's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do a lot if I'm in my car alone. Music is a huge thing for me. Um, but, I mean, I had I was convicted today. Like, I really wanted to listen to this song, and I felt like the Lord was like, no, listen to the Bible. Like, you have it on an app. You can listen to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I asked Wes, like, what are you preaching on this Sunday? You know, I knew it was Psalms. He said Psalm, I think, 51. So I got on the Bible app, and I listened to Psalm 51. I had no kids in the car, which is rare, and <laughs> just listened to that. And um, so it's just kind of finding the moments and really, like, even just, like, if you're on Facebook or something and someone posts a Bible verse, a lot of times I really scroll past it quickly. Like, I already mm-hmm. know that verse. And, like, the Lord tells me, like, stop and read it mm-hmm. and, like, soak that in like it's my word. Like, don't go past it. So just any way that I can grab, you know, I have a little flip chart in my kitchen. So any way I can have scripture in my life. And um, I really do try to have everything that's that I'm reading and listening to be from the Lord. I'm not anti other things, but mm-hmm. it just changes my heart and my focus when I kind of go down those roads. And so... Mm-hmm. I'm not great at having a quiet time. I don't have a space, and that's yeah. something I'm hopefully going to get better at. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, finding that time wherever you can. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm also, you know, a big thing for me, mm-hmm. and I think I shared this in the fall, is that I always feel like if if I'm starting to feel exhausted from serving, then I know that I'm trying to serve on my own mm-hmm. strength mm-hmm. and not from the Lord and just being reminded that God has to – if God is pouring into you and you're and you're receiving from Him, then it's easy – to give it if you're just serve serve serving you're tired then you're doing it on your own strength and you're not he's you know when you're serving in your gifts and where god's placed you 
then it's it's um, it is refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's exciting, and it's you know, so. and it's bearing witness to to what he's doing in his power, and not to your own abilities. Yes. And that's like what people see, and that's what actually like makes a difference moving forward. Yeah. And even in missions, I think that's just mm-hmm. the heart of the whole thing is you're not doing anything by your own power. And and doing that neighboring, doing that in your own community, in your own circle, or doing that internationally, it's it's all mm-hmm. it's all to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Yeah. Well, which kid's your favorite? <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> that's what my mom would always say. <laughs> She said, whichever one of you is annoying me the least. (laughs) (laughs) They are all very fun and different, and it's neat to watch Mm -hmm. them grow into their, how God made them. Mm -hmm. You know, you you think you have them figured out, and then you're like, oh, they're really good at this. Or you just observe them as they get a little bit older and just their own gifts and talents, and it's neat to watch that. So, Yeah, so the least annoying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, finally, as we close, um, what advice would you give to anyone who's looking to get involved in their community, get more involved in this church? Be a good neighbor. Yeah. Well, I mean, being a neighbor is is a huge thing. I mean, I think about three of my neighbors right now. They're all elderly, and um, I just, I mean, we've lived there six years, and I just realized, I speak to them when they're out of their mailbox, but... I think it was Easter, and I asked them like a couple days after Easter what they did, and they said, we didn't really do anything. Or, And I thought, here we have all of our family over, and we're eating a big meal. And I thought, you just assume that they're doing that too, and they weren't. So just being aware of like what is happening around you. It only, it only takes one family to, you know, maybe you notice like you have a, I don't know, just being aware of getting to know your neighbors, even if it's just one neighbor starting there. I mean, a lot of times... Um, they may just have needs that you had no idea and you're able to help or able to connect them with someone. Um, just having your eyes open. Um, Kamala Thaler just shared at the women's Bible study yesterday about how she was checking out in a grocery store line and the checkout lady was pregnant and saw that she was buying baby stuff and ended up like connecting with her and the girl didn't really have any friends and now she's like she went to the hospital with her when she needed it and that again goes back to like people need your time and your love mm-hmm. more than they need your stuff necessarily but giving people things meeting physical needs is always opens the door to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the spiritual so if that's where you need to start you know where wherever you know whatever it could be i mean there's so many ways to serve so just starting there and letting god build those relationships mm-hmm. And it means a lot of times not just inviting them to church, but you going to them. Um, but yeah. sometimes it is inviting them to church. Maybe they mm-hmm. are home alone, and they a lot of people don't go to church because they don't want to go by themselves. Mm-hmm. So, but then offering you know to give them a ride, and then right. maybe taking them to lunch afterwards. And yes, following up and and mm-hmm. maintaining and pursuing, and not just yeah. It also means sacrifice. I mean, there's times when I've been like, you know, Wes, I'm gonna take. You know, a couple of the kids, like teenagers that I've that I've built relationships with, like I'm going to take them, we're going to go to Waffle House at like 9 o'clock at night, and just taking them to dinner, um, which means like I'm tired. You know, I mean, there's times when I'm tired and I feel like God's telling me to go to the store and get something or, you know, you know, there's sacrifice there. But also like 
in my stage of life, that's kind of how I can serve too. If my kids are asleep, I can go do some things, you know. Um, but, you know, we're also doing the Backyard Vacation Bible School with these kids. This is probably the fourth year we're doing it. We usually have about 25 come. But my kids also do it with them. So that's really fun because there's not this, like, us serving them. It's like they're all out there together right. having a good time. And mm-hmm. um, so that's another way that I can serve during the day with my family. It's just trying to find – sometimes it's finding how it works with your life, and sometimes it's being willing to be interrupted. Mm-hmm. And um. You know, I did that Bible study by Priscilla Shire that was called, um, oh goodness, I can't think it was called, but it was just talking about the life of Jonah and the the interrupted life Mm -hmm. and how, you know, are you willing to stop your agenda for the day and serve somebody, whether it's your family or coworker or your neighbor, um, you got to be willing. Yeah, that's a good word. And I think the women's ministry is going to see Priscilla Shire. Somehow. Oh, yeah. This weekend. Mm-hmm. This weekend. I'm going. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so by the time you hear this, it'll have been over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Turn around time. We have already gone to here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Past it. <laughs> Rachel, thank you for sharing with us. I mean, that's, that's a big encouragement, mm-hmm. and hopefully it's also a challenge to anybody listening that um, love does indeed look around, mm-hmm. and it's just a... A challenge to us to keep our eyes open and our heads held up to see and be willing to be interrupted. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But we appreciate you and thank you for taking a little time out, the little free time you have. <laughs> for sacrificing your free time yeah. to talk to us. We feel a little guilty. but <laughs> This was fun. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us. This has been the First Community Podcast, and we will talk with you next time. Make it up as we go now, go.